Today on New Season. To the common man, this right here looks like a mess. Jesus spits on the ground, gets a mud ball, puts it in the man's eyes, both eyes, both eyes, spits, mud, spreads it, makes a mess. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. To the human eye, to someone else, it looks like a mess. To God, it was a miracle in the process. I'm here to tell you, I don't care how messy it may look in your life right now, how messy your kids may look, how messy your marriage may look like, how messy this nation may look like, but I am believe I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I believe that behind the mess, there is a miracle coming your way that will prompt you to acknowledge the might and the sovereignty of God. And now, here is today's Word with Pastor Sam Rodriguez. I want to get right into the Word. God, it's... There's a bit of, uh, how can I phrase this? Not angst, but there's a bit of, well, because this is the first time I delivered this message at a conference, and it came via the conduit of what I call a prophetic impetus, which means the Spirit of God really pressed in my heart, this was the word for tonight's setting. So if you're here, or you're somehow connected to what's happening here tonight, This is God's word for you today. Now, I need you to understand, let me preface by stating what I stated previously last year regarding my background. I'm an evangelical Trekkie, which means that I grew up with great skepticism of things that I saw within the confines of a religious environment. And I questioned many of things until I had a very powerful encounter with the living Christ. But that sort of healthy now, uh, due diligence vetting component embedded in my permanent firewall compels me to make sure that when God speaks to me about a certain setting or conference, that is germane to that reality, which means I'm 125.3% convinced this word is for you. And, and, and it's, and it's going to get messy here for a second, so we're even going to illustrate it. Here it is, John chapter 9. John chapter 9. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. You need to underline that. Blind from the moment he was born. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? Were his parents sinful by watching too much Netflix? It was not because of his sins or binging in Netflix, except the crown, which is pretty awesome, or narcos, be careful. But Jesus, this happened, so the power of God, stranger things kind of flipped this season, the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the task assigned us by the one who sent us. Verse five, but while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then here comes the part, the fun part. Woo, the spittle. And he spit on the ground. And he made mud with the saliva. We're going to illustrate this today. George, where are you? You thought I was kidding. And he spread the mud. Right here, George. Extra pay, my friend. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the man's eyes. And he told him, go wash yourself in the pool. And the man went and washed and came back seen. I want to reference the 14th verse. It was on the Sabbath that Jesus made the mud and healed him. So I want to speak to you briefly on the subject matter of messy miracles. Messy miracles. In my church, we have a certain polity. We're going to do it just one time here right now. Look at your neighbor, the one you do like. 
And tell your neighbor messy miracles. Tell your other neighbor the one you barely tolerate. <laughs> and tell that neighbor messy miracles. What a story. It's powerful. Nothing here is coincidental. There is truth embedded throughout the entire narrative. Jesus was walking along. He saw a man who had been blind from birth. First thing I want you to hear, open your eyes to the new. In Christ, you will always see what you have never seen before. We live in a world blinded by apathy and relativism, by complacency, voyeurism, by spiritual and cultural myopia, by sin and dissonance. We live in a world that is blind right now, blind by the angst and the consternation and the struggle and the polarization. But the same Jesus that gave sight to this blind man 2,000 years ago is still opening eyes today. Matter of fact, I am convinced and convicted, I'm compelled to tell you that this biblical narrative facilitates a prophetic, not pathetic, but a prophetic prescription for spiritual myopia and blindness. The first thing I want you to know is the following. You ready for this? You sure? For this man was not losing his sight. I love this. This man did not lose his sight. He never had it in the first place. He was born blind. Born without vision, without the ability to see the sunrise or the sunset. Blind from birth. This circumstance facilitates the environment for Christ to reveal a functional and ontological extension of the creative nature of providence. Simply stated, for the woman of the issue of blood that Pastor Kim just alluded to, he, he gave her back her health. With the invalid man at Bethesda, he gave him back his walk. With Lazarus, he gave him back his life. But with this man in John chapter 9, Jesus did not give him something he had lost or lost in his past. Jesus gave him something he never had in the first place. You're going to get this in a second. I'm going to tell you what God told me to tell you. I say that with fear and trembling, by the way. There's a difference between God restoring something you had and God giving you something you never had in the first place. I'm about to preach now because many of us get stuck in asking God to restore things or to repair things from the past when in reality there are many, many occasions where God doesn't want to repair your past. He wants to give you something you never had in the first place. He not only saves the lost and delivers the captive and heals the broken, he is the God that will give you what you never had before. He is the Lord of the new thing. Isaiah 43, 19, I'm about to do something new. I've already begun. Do you not see it? Again, 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 again. Here's what Spirit of God placed in me. And it's the first time I ever shared in a conference in, in this setting. It's this message of stop, stop. Are there any questions? Stop. Stop begging God to repair and restore the things that rather the way, we, his primary objective right now, this see, you are about to see what you've never seen before. I'm going to say that one more time. 
And it's not like that's cute, prophetic, rhetorical hyperbole. Let me give it to you with biblical substantiation all the way through. You are a, when you are in Christ, when you pursue righteousness, when in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being, Acts 17, 28, you will see what you've never seen before. I'm going to tell you what God's Spirit told me to tell you. This year, Dorothy, we're not in Kansas anymore. In 2018, you're going to see in your family what you've never seen before. You're going to... I'm going to say that one more time. You're going to see in your family what you've never seen before. You're going to... You're going to see in your home what you've never seen before. You're going to see in your calling, in your dream, in your destiny, what you've never seen before. If you believe it, give God a shout of praise. You're going to see what you've never seen before. Now, it's, but, so if you've been through a process, if, if you've been tested like never before, if you've been pruned, if you've been confronted, challenged or attacked, it means, it means, it means you're about to see what you've never seen before. It's not, it's, it's, it's new. Pastor Sam, what, what? It's impossible to walk with an awesome God without seeing awesome things. Noah saw a rainbow. Moses saw a burning bush. Jacob saw a ladder. Ezekiel saw a wheel. Peter saw a sheet descend. When you walk with God, you will see what you've never seen before. As you grow in Christ, as you pursue righteousness, I prayerfully and respectfully declare Trinity the following, that in 2018, you will, but you, and you say, Pastor Sam, that's cute. No, it's not cute. It's when I received this message in my life, I began affirming with, with a commitment to biblical orthodoxy, not in the weird way, but in the wired way. I, I began to just look at God's word, and I began to just to see what I've never seen before. I was traveling in Los Angeles. In, in Los, I arrived, I was speaking at the general council of a denomination. Uh, and I was, the Assemblies of God. And I arrived in the morning after speaking, coming back to L.A. And when I arrived in L.A., the Spirit of God told me, Samuel, shift the atmosphere in this city. The only problem is I'm in Sacramento. So I'm going, I mean, I'm, I'm, and I'm fighting with the Holy Spirit. God, you know, I, through prayer, we will pray for the atmosphere to shift in Los Angeles. And the Spirit of God was ta- speaking to me. And I'm going to paraphrase now. You're going to see the atmosphere shift, Samuel, in this city. You will see it. And I'm gonna, and I'm, and again, I'm praying. Well, I guess is that like you know macro sort of meta narrative prophetic? We will see it. And God was saying, "No, you're gonna be here in Los Angeles." And so I'm driving with one of my associate pastors from LAX, going, "Alberto, God just spoke to me this morning at 7:45 in the morning, and and he had a soy, a chai tea latte in his hands, and it was grande, and, 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 he, and he had that for his pastor, and, and we're driving up, and I said, Alberto, God told me I'm about to see something I've never seen before. What's that, Pastor Sam? That we're going to see something in Los Angeles. You mean like, you know, like, no, I mean like, Al, we will be here. Alberto, we're having a hard time just managing our Sacramento campus. God's really blowing that up, but we're having a hard time managing that. What is, what, what's going on? God, God is telling me I'm going to see something, and it's going to happen now. 
Just watch this story. Do your due diligence. Call Alberto Bello. Call Steve Jordan. It's 745 in the morning. Right about 1.15 in the afternoon, this pastor approaches our booth at the General Council of the Assemblies of God. He comes up. Never met the man before in my life. I never made an announcement of what God told me that morning. Only Alberto and I. My wife didn't hear him. No one knew it. That this man approaches my, my, booth, my booth, my book table, looks at Alberto, and his eyes are swelled up crying. He says, sir, can I speak to Pastor Samuel Rodriguez? Alberto says, well, his book signing is at 3 o'clock, sir. I'm not looking to buy his book. What are you looking for, sir? My name is Pastor Steve Jordan. And what do you need from him, sir? The Lord told me. I'm a retiring pastor. I have a campus in Los Angeles. God told me I had to hand my campus over to Pastor Samuel because he's going to shift the app. So when I tell you that God is saying, you're about to see what you've never seen before, you have to believe that. Raise your right hand, repeat after me. In my family, in my faith, in my finances, in my relationships, in my church, in my community, in my nation, in my thinking, in my actions, in my words, in my health, in my surroundings, I will see what I have never seen before. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. It is done. First Corinthians 2.9, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined, God has prepared for those who love him. So you're going to see. Now, it requires the process. Open up your eyes to the new, number one. Open up your eyes to a prophetic transfer. And he spit on the ground. Ready for this, George? And he, are you, are you sure? And he made mud with the saliva and spread the mud. Oh, let's do this. I want to illustrate this, so it's the best way I could do this. And I, wanna, I need to illustrate it, so it's just, George, I'm, this, is, this is my mud for today. It's Betty Crocker mud. <laughs> By the way, it's the rich and creamery. It's a creamy client. It's artificially faked. Besides, <laughs> but, are you fasting? The Daniel fast? Yes, sir. Just make sure you don't eat it. Just, I'm just going to place this. But so, I need you to, sh because Jesus spit on the ground. <clears throat> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That's, that's way beyond. That's just, just totally uncalled for. So, maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So he spit on the ground, right? I'm just, I'm going to make sure it's just biblical contextualization here. He, he spit, uh-huh, on the ground. <laughs> made mud with the saliva. He made mud with saliva and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. So, let me just. It's Betty Crocker, George. <laughs> this is going to sound really awkward, but your eyes look delicious. <laughs> now, so, <laughs> I need to explain this real quick here. <laughs> Don't move, George. What? What an unorthodox method to facilitate a miracle. It's crazy. But here it is. I want you to, here, here comes the rhema word behind us. My wife and I are fans of anything that's cr a crime scene investigation. And now with the subsequent 23andMe commercials, the moment I hear saliva, I think of one thing. 
DNA. You're going to get this in a second. Jesus spits on the ground. Now I am not speaking prophetically, metaphorically. This is not a euphemism or figuratively speaking. Literally speaking, Jesus spit. He took his DNA, his DNA. He placed it on the ground. And you're asking, why did he place it on the ground? This man was born blind. It's not something he had and he lost. He never had it in the first place. So he goes to the ground, arguably. He, Genesis chapter 2, out of the dust, out of the ground, what did God do? He made man. Jesus went to the beginning of the process. He went back to the beginning. He combines it with his DNA. He literally, literally, this is not like a prophetic supposition or a hypothetical. The DNA of Jesus, put this, the DNA of the Messiah, the conqueror, the Son of Man, the Son of God, the way, the truth, and the life, the resurrection and the life, the DNA of the Lion of the tribe of Judah, his DNA. Again, this is not like mystical. Literally speaking, he took his DNA, combined it with the dust, the dirt, the mud, made mud, and he placed it on the man's eyes. That is called holy transference. Jesus spits on the ground, transfers his DNA. A God that, our God is a God that has the power to transfer life into the lifeless, sight into the blind, sound into the deaf, words into the mute. In other words, with your DNA, you can't see. But with my life in you, you will see my glory. With your DNA, you will go around in the desert. But with my DNA, you and your family will step into the promised land. With your DNA, you will hide in fear. But with my DNA, you will confront everything that comes your way with the certainty that no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. With your DNA, you will make excuses, but with my DNA, you will make history. I'm here to tell you there is a transference. There is something that's being transferred from the heavenly realm, from the kingdom of heaven, from the presence of God into your reality. I don't care why. By the way, it's messy. He's, he's, just, he spread it, and in the Greek, it's beautiful because in the Greek, it says that he actually spread it, that he made it into a bigger mess. Ooh, this looks beautiful. This is, this is nice. And he's, he spread it. He spread it. And it, to the common man, this right here looks like a mess. Jesus spits on the ground, gets a mud ball, puts it in the man's eyes, both eyes, both eyes, spits, mud, spreads it, makes a mess. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. To the human eye, to someone else, it looks like a mess. To God, it was a miracle in the process. I'm here to tell you, I don't care how messy it may look in your life right now, how messy your kids may look, how messy your marriage may look like, how messy this nation may look like, but I am believe, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I believe that behind the mess, there is a miracle coming your way that will prompt you to acknowledge the might and the sovereignty of God. It's, it may look like a mess, but it's actually a miracle. And it doesn't really matter 
what it looks like first. I want you to hear this. There's already a transference taking place. When you, when you, embody, when you embrace the fullness of the grace-filled work of Jesus, the transference takes place according to Scripture. According to Scripture, he transferred over. And I'm, and I'm looking at both Hebrew and Greek, more Greek exegete, where that wording appears of transferring or giving or allocating or providing out of him, of what was his. He transferred over his spirit. He already transferred. You have the same, if you're a Christ follower, you, have the, the, you, don't have, you don't have a type of spirit. You have the identical spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Not like the sister of the cousin of the auntie of the spirit. Not a clone of the spirit. Not a duplicate of the spirit. But the same, Romans 8, 11, the same identical spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. That transfer took place. By the way, that's great news. That's the reason you will not be kept down. It doesn't matter what comes your way this year. And if I, I would be a lying preacher if I would come on this pulpit and I would tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the Lord told me to tell you, nothing will come your way this year. The enemy will not attack. You will not have one single solitary storm. There won't be one moment where you will walk through the proverbial fire. There will be no moment of angst or consternation or worry. Nothing negatively will come. I'll be lying. That's called prophylion. It's called prophylion. No, 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 no. But it doesn't matter what comes your way. Matter of fact, it doesn't matter what comes your way. You can't even be kept down. Why? Because every single time life or hell or your own actions try to bring you down, I assure you, this year and every year, you will get right back up. And, and I'm going to tell you why you will get right back up. You're not going to get back up because you're white, black, yellow, or brown, because you're charismatic or automatic, because you're Baptist or Costal, because you're Republican or Democrat. You're going to get back up because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. We got to hurry. He transferred over his name, John 14, 14. He transferred over his name, literally his name. In that name there is power. Ask what, whatsoever we desire in that name. According to his will and word, he transferred over his name. He transferred over his power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he transferred over. He transferred over. He transferred over. And let me go back to his name. That transference. Whoop. 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 Once the transference takes place, once you have this spiritual DNA, that means that you are spiritually, prophetically, genetically predisposed to overcome. You are prophetically, biblically predisposed, compelled, convicted, motivated, driven to speak truth to power, regardless of the circumstance. Because of this transference, let me tell you a story. Because of this transference, this transference took place in my life. I am compelled to declare the sovereignty and the lordship of Christ wherever I go. From the White House to Wall Street to Hollywood to secular interviews to the UN, wherever I travel, Jesus Christ is Lord. Whatever interview, whatever it is, if I'm on CNN, Fox, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, or even Univision, that interview will not finish without my declaration that Christ is Lord and Savior. That's my commitment. I'm driven because there's a transference. 
True story, somebody, there's people here that could validate this and you could do your due diligence likewise. And I had an issue on my Facebook public account in 2015, right before Thanksgiving. I had the foolishness of putting something that was so controversial, so inappropriate, and so out of alignment. On my Facebook page, November of 2015, I made the following statement because of this transference, because I know what it is to be spiritually blind, to have my eyes opened up to the reality of a living Lord, of a living Christ. So now I'm happy about it. I'm happy. Everything is awesome. I'm happy about it. So, so I, I posted on my Facebook page the following crazy, outrageous, unorthodox, really just myopic, bigoted, discriminatory statement. It's so wrong of me. How dare I? I stated the following. Jesus Christ is the only way. It was so wrong, so inappropriate because of what I do outside the confines of a church setting. My audience is eclectic. Many of them are not Christians, but even from different religious narratives and so forth. And the pushback I, I received was egregious. The pushback was hard pushback. It, it's, uh, Rodriguez is that sort of bigoted talking that's destroying the world. I mean, and then some of the wording, of course, I can't even repeat. Some of them were funny because they were, they were biblically kind of aligned. Some person would write like, I hope you and everyone who believes like you will one day disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then it got nasty, and they started attacking my kids and my family, and then it got really weird when somebody posted my home address. And then then my wife says, should we call the FBI? Should we get law enforcement involved? And all because, and I did it with love. There was nothing like, nothing condescending or speaking disparagingly about anyone else. It's because I had, this, this transference took place. And this transference compels me to speak truth to power. Once you get the DNA, once you get the spirit and the name and the power and the word, once what's in Jesus comes inside of you, you just can't function like the old man. So, so I, it's, I'm compelled. Where, I need a, where's the camera? Tight shot here. Where's the tightest shot? Where, did, yeah? Is that the, that's a, well, just in case, that's a tight shot. <laughs> Just in case I, I stuttered. Because we need to tell the world now with this transference. The world is blind. Blinded by sin and relativism and false spirituality. And I know it's politically incorrect for me to say this, but the mud came off my eyes and my eyes were opened up to this truth that I must, I must share with the world. So I'm not going to move. Here we go. Ready? Just in case I stuttered, there are not five ways to be saved, four ways to be saved, three ways to be saved, two ways. To, there's only one way to be saved. I'm going to say it one more time. There's only one way to be saved, one way to avoid eternal condemnation, one way to avoid hell, one way to be delivered, one way to be healed, one way to see your family transformed, and that way has a name, and it's not just any name. It is the name above every other name. It is the name to which every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. It is the name of Jesus. And there is no other name but Jesus. If you believe it, shout amen. Shout amen. All right. All right. Let me wrap up here. 
Let me, are there any questions? All right. I want, George, hold my hand here. It may look like a mess, but it's actually a miracle. God, stop, it's a double blind study. You got that. He was already blind. And Jesus places mud with his DNA on a blind man. He covered his blind eyes up. God has a habit throughout Scripture, and now we're speaking prophetically and metaphorically out of things that literally happen, of blinding you right before he opens your eyes. Samson, after losing his vision, and it wasn't God's doing, it was a subsequent consequence of his own indiscretion, but then he was more victorious, and he saw more victory, spiritually speaking, post-facto, after repentance took place. The apostle Paul, of course, he lost his vision. God will blind you to yourself, and he will blind you to your past, right before he opens your eyes to the reality of his grace-filled work and destiny for your life. Now, here comes one of the most interesting, compelling things you could ever read in Scripture. He told them to go clean himself. He was carrying the saliva of the creator, and yet he did not see. Put that in perspective. He was carrying the miracle, and yet his eyes did not open up until he washed himself. But the saliva of Jesus was already on him. Yet it did not take place until he walked in obedience. You're going to get this tomorrow morning. There are things, stay right here, blind man. There are things that God already placed on you and placed in you. And you're waiting for these things to self-activate. And it requires you to walk in obedience to God's word, obedience to God's instruction. If you walk in obedience, the things that God has already deposited upon you will be activated fully in the name of Jesus. He walked, stop, there's nothing in scripture that says he hesitated, that he complained or whined. He walked. You don't need to make sense of God. You need to trust God. Faith is trusting God when life makes no sense. What you hear in the spirit is more important than what you see in the flesh. We walk by faith, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, and not by sight. He walked in obedience. In order to see your miracle, you must learn to walk. Listen carefully. You need to learn to walk with your mess. It may look like a mess, but there's a miracle behind it. I'm wrapping up. Some of you shouldn't even be here right now. Some of you here should have given up a long time ago, but you didn't. You kept on walking. Some of you shouldn't even be here right now. You're only here because of two words, but God. You never should have survived that breakup but God. You never should have survived that storm, but God. You never should have survived that, that, that attack that came your way, but God. Because you continued to walk even when you were broken, when there was a mess, when there was a lack of perfect clarity. You walked 
and you walked and you walked. To every single person here who has been walking with their mess, to every single person here who did not give up, to every single person here that looks like this, let me speak to you prophetically in the name of Jesus and tell you, because of your obedient walk, you were about to see what you've never seen before. In every aspect of your life, you're about to see what you've never seen before. But you have to keep on walking. You have to keep on walking. Let me ask you a question. How many times have you arrived at a mall, a big, large mall, and yet you have to turn, that required you or compelled you to turn the doorknob? Never. Because the moment you walk up, this way, blind man, the moment, the moment you walk up to the mall doors, the doors, there's a sensor that reads your presence. The moment you walk up to the right place, the doors open up in your favor. There is no need for you to turn anything. It's about you walking to the right place. When, I'm in, when I drop off my wife at the mall and I'm in the parking lot, that door does not open up in my favor. It, it requires me to get out of my car, walk through the parking lot, reach a certain place, then the, door, the sensor reads me and boom, it opens up. I'm here to tell you in Jesus' name, you're about to walk in obedience like this man walked and doors are about to open up in your favor like you have never seen them open up before in your past. But it requires you to walk even when life does not make sense. Let me wrap up with this. Open your eyes to the Sabbath paradox. John 9, 14, it was on the Sabbath that Jesus had made the mud and healed him. It happened on the Sabbath. It, the Sabbath, it happened when it wasn't supposed to happen. God will make it happen when it's not supposed to happen. I'm going to say this one more time. God will make it happen when it's not supposed to happen. God will make it happen when it's not supposed to happen. God will make it happen when it's not supposed to happen. God will make it happen when your past says it's not supposed to happen. God will make it happen when people around you say it's not supposed to happen. God will make it happen when haters say it's not supposed to happen. God will make it happen when hell says it's not supposed to happen. God will make it happen on the Sabbath. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. So in Jesus' name, George, are you ready? George, I want you to wash yourself. Now, here's the bowl. A blind man walking with mud and the spit and the saliva and the DNA of Jesus. He walked in obedience. And the moment he washed himself, the moment he obeyed, he fully executed. When I, here's, here's the bowl. When I say now, I want you to wash yourself. I'm going to tell you what I'm believing for. Here's what I'm believing for. This is what God placed in my spirit. Every single person here hearing and watching right now, somehow connecting with this message, this is the year that they will see what they have not seen in previous years. There are prayers that are about to be answered, doors that are about to be opened wide. Matter of fact, some of them have been through hell and high water, and they've been walking with their mess for a while, but this is the year of full activation where the things that they have not seen before, they will see for the glory of Christ. So when I tell you now, wash yourself, I am believing that their eyes will be open to everything that God has for them. Ready? Do it now in Jesus' name. Wash yourself. Wash yourself in Jesus' name. Take the mud out. Take the mud out. Wash yourself because there are people here this year, you're about to see your entire family saved. This year, you're about to see breakthrough. This year, you're about to see healing in your body. This year, you're about to see the fullness and the fulfillment of God's promises in your life. This year, you will see what you have never seen before. <laughs> Lift up your hands if you believe it. Stand with me. You are standing. Stand with me. 
So let me speak to you prophetically as I conclude with this. Because of this, because you, you dare to walk, walk with his DNA, walk with his transference of spirit and of word and of purpose and of life and of power, because you pursue righteousness, and because of Acts 17, 28, in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being, because you dare to activate, to activate, to walk in obedience, to walk in obedience. In 2018, let me tell you what you will not do. You will not pitch your tent towards Sodom. You will not go back to Egypt. You will not drown in the Red Sea. You will not go around in the desert. You will not surrender to giants. You will not drop the ark. Listen to Jezebel, bow in Babylon. Believe the Pharisees. You will not surrender truth, hide the light, quench the spirit, go back to sinning, trample on grace, or conform to this world. You will not just survive. You and your family, you're about to shine and thrive for the glory of Christ like never before in Jesus' name, if you believe it, shout like you believe it, worship like you believe it, rejoice like you believe it. All right. I'm going to make a prayer and pass it over to Pastor Jimmy. Raise your hands. Because I'm believing even nationally, corporately, the Spirit of God told me, he said, listen, Samuel, it looks like a mess, but it's a miracle. It is. And just, Jesus went to the mud, to the, to the dirt, to the beginning. He's not satisfied in dealing with the symptoms and with the effects, but he, he's more interested in going to the root of the matter, the cause. We're going to see what we've never seen before. So with your hands raised, just come in agreement with me. Even in our nation, we're going to see something we've never seen before. I want you to hear me. Azusa, the Jesus movement, we are about to see a move of God over America. And I sense the spirit of God as I tell you this. We are about to see a move of God in America that will make Azusa and the Jesus movement look like appetizers. We are about to see what we have never seen before. Raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I receive this word. I understand that sometimes miracles are messy. But I must trust God. I must believe in God's promises. So this year, in my family, in my home, in my church, in my destiny, in my calling, in my community, in me, with me, and through me, I will see for the glory of Jesus what I have never seen before. It will be amazing. It will be holy. It will be righteous, full of grace, and full of truth. And nothing and no one has the power to ever take that away from me. In Jesus' name, Amen and amen. God bless you. Stand up. Pick up your mat and walk. The words of Jesus, John chapter 5, to the man who was paralyzed. Your days of paralysis are officially over. If you've been blessed by this program, if you've heard from heaven, if God has spoken to you, to your family, to your dreaming, your destiny, now I'm going to encourage you right now 
to generously sow a seed into this ministry. This ministry for the glory of God, not rhetorically, for the glory of God, we are seeing the world change. We are literally reaching millions around the world through God's transformative word, through his power, through his spirit. We're committed to the centrality of Christ, to the word of Almighty God, and through a free flow of his spirit. I want you to help me change the world. I don't want to talk about changing the world. I want to really change the world. But it requires your help, your financial investment, your generous love offering. The information's on the screen. Follow me on PastorSam.com, on Facebook, Reverend Samuel Rodriguez, Twitter and Instagram, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez. I want you to follow me right now, but I want you to visit our website and I want you to give right now. Sow a generous seed. I assure you, your life will be blessed because you and I will be the greatest blessing as we touch the world. We are not talking about changing the world. You and I, we're changing the world in Jesus' name. God bless you. God keep you. If this message is ministered to you, please consider sowing to this outreach ministry. Make your check payable to New Season, P.O. Box 246090, Sacramento, California, 95824. Additionally, you may make a secure donation by visiting our website's give page at newseasonedworship.org. If you are in the Sacramento area, we invite you to join us at New Season Christian Worship Center. Sunday worship services are held at 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. We look forward to seeing you there. Thank you for watching. Join us next time on New Season with Pastor Sam Rodriguez.